another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us, well, basically anywhere. If you go to horizonroundtable.com slash subscribe, you can find us where, where you can find all the links to our social sites. You can find all of the links to where I, we are available on podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to us where that those are available. And Matt... Um, we have a guest. We uh, have a guest. It's a good day. So, um, this month, earlier this month, uh, IUPUI chose its new athletic director. Um, and he'll be the, he'll actually be the last, uh, AD at IUPUI and the first one starting next year of IUI. So, uh, Luke Basso, uh, we welcome you. Thank you very much for joining us. And, uh, you know, Welcome again. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, happy to be here. And and I'll just tell you right now, if you guys ever need a guest, just give me a call. I'm 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 happy. I'm happy to talk whenever needed. You're gonna regret that at some point in time. But that's okay. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a prereq for uh, for being an AD in this league. Is you're just willing to get out there and talk. So, uh, Luke, I, I love to hear that from you. There you go. Yeah. So. Um, your your background is a uh, is is a little unique from those we've uh, other ads because you started in athletics and then um, you worked outside of that realm for quite a while. What was it about this particular role that intrigued you about getting back into collegiate athletics? Yeah, I mean, so born and raised in Indianapolis, right? So uh, th- this this is my backyard. Uh, this, this is a place that I've spent, uh, the better half of my adult career, uh, trying to make better to, to live, work and play. Um, you know, growing up, my, my father, uh, used to bring me down to games, um, here on campus, you know, obviously we had the, uh, the great years in, in 2000 to 2003, um, and, and beyond with Ron Hunter and, and guys I went to high school with, um, I, you know, we talk about things we may regret saying, uh, but you know, I tell people all the time, I, 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 I don't want to be the athletic director anywhere else other than at the university uh, in my home city. And with the transformation going on with the, with the split from, from Purdue uh, with everything that Pam Witten, uh, the IU network president has, has put on uh, display and, and her vision, it's a great opportunity. And I, I, I am excited to be here and, and can't wait to, well, I'm started, but I can't wait for the season to start so we can get rolling. So, obviously, you're from you're from Indianapolis, and we know that you you are very familiar with the Horizon League because you've been involved in the organizing committee for the men's and basketball men's and women's basketball tournament. Um, you know, how will that help you as you take a more active role as the as an athletic director? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, having familiarity with the league is 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 really important. I mean, Julie Rolatch, right, great commissioner, John Lacrone before her. Um, and, and then the, the, the team at the Horizon League office is fantastic. Um, having some familiarity uh, is going to be really important. But, you know, to go, go back a little bit, I think the, the state of Indiana has had a history of people of my background who have been really successful um, in, in athletics, whether it's, you know, Fred Glass uh, at Purdue, Swarbrick up at Notre Dame, uh, the, the two guys that, that run uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway are, are athletics people. And or we're, we're excuse me, we're, we're political people for athletics, and you know the great unknown for me was who was going to reach out and 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 offer to help when I took this job, and 
you know, ADs from across the country uh, and including the league have sent me notes that said, Hey, you know, let us know how you can help. Uh, let us, let, let us know, uh, you know, what questions you have. And for me, you know, I can figure out the public part, right? I've, I've raised money before. I, I've sold things before, um, you know, understanding the internal part and not messing it up. Right. Uh, is, sure. is what I'm, is what um, I'll need the, the most advice on. And I feel like I've had a lot of people already offer me that advice and, and look, you know, the internally from a compliance APR rate, we're doing really well. We can always do better. And, you know, we, we just need to continue to put, IEPUI, what will become IU Indianapolis on the map in our community and around the state. Now, Luke, you, you kind of, it's almost like you're reading my show notes here because you're kind of uh, referring to something that um, we definitely want to talk about. Um, as you step into this role as AD, one of the, the big tasks that you're going to have that's, you know, fairly unique is leading the charge um, as the university makes that name change and um, splits away from, uh, from Purdue. Um, can you just talk a little bit about what you're foreseeing, you know, as the athletic director and how you help kind of with this rebrand of not only the university, but what that looks like for athletics? Yeah, I think the first and foremost, it's going to be a lot easier to explain what IU Indianapolis is okay. compared to what IEPUI is, right? Uh, it's, um, you know, growing up here my whole life, uh, you, you you still uh, still have people that, that don't really understand what, what IEPUI is. Uh, so th that'll be a huge win for us. Um, you know, obviously beautiful capital city uh, that we will build uh, a lot of round uh, when it comes to, um, you know, using the IU Indianapolis, all those different things. From a, from a campus standpoint, honestly, it doesn't change a whole lot. Uh, I mean, this has always been an, an IU university that had a Purdue partnership. Uh, we do have some athletes that it will affect that were on the Purdue track uh, or, or maybe would affect people more where that were on the Purdue track. But it's going to give us one identity. Uh, it's going to give us a, a, a refreshed uh, brand, a refreshed logo. And, you know, I think in, in today's age of college sports, um, you know, those are important to, important to student athletes. Uh, it's important to understand exactly where you're going to school. But I will take our campus, um, at, you know, urban setting in a capital city and put it up against, uh, you know, anywhere else and, and say that we have just as great of experience. And now with it, I know it's a minor thing, but being able to tell people we're in Indianapolis, it's in our name, this is us, you can go to a map, right? You know exactly where it is, uh, will be really beneficial for our student athletes. Will we start to see any of that kind of taking place this year or do you contractually, does that kind of wait until next? Obviously the name change won't happen, but will we start to see, you know, a little, little bits of that or not, not quite yet? Not quite yet. Uh, you know, there's some there's some regulatory higher ed regulatory things that, that we have to work through as a university. But I think you'll uh, I think it's fair to say uh, in gear um, in uh, in jerseys and things like that, you, you will see far less of the IUPUI um, um, uh, name, you know, the IUPUI letters. You'll see a lot more of just just Jaguars and you'll see the Jaguar head uh, that, you know, um, transitions transformations cost money uh you know we want student athletes this year to be able to you know continue to wear their gear when they're when it's you know it's next year so you'll start seeing some minor changes like that that makes sense now with that you know when this seems to be a, a larger iupui problem it's something that other horizon league teams have also you know are always up against um the university is really largely considered a commuter school what can you do to increase the fan engagement and create future fans for IUI? 
Yeah, uh, 100%. Now, I, I will say over the last 10 years, I think the university has, has shifted um, from not, not as much as a commuter, a commuter school to um, still, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but still, still a commuter school, but a lot more people living uh, in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, so that will give us an advantage. Um, we, we have to do better as a department, uh, whether it's, it's uh, student, at, student fan engagement or engagement from the community. And, um, you know, playing off campus uh, obviously doesn't always help that. But first and foremost, the, the biggest thing to get fans to show up your game, we have to win. Um, and, you know, winning, winning basketball games uh, will draw people to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I know it will. This is a basketball-hungry state. It's a basketball-hungry region. And then uh, it, it's the same with our women's, women's uh, team as well. We, we have to win, which Kate Bruce has done a great job. And, you know, they're winning. I think we're going to continue to pack the jungle. Um, but in today's age, and, you know, I was a journalism major, so I appreciate you guys. You do the podcast. You're getting stuff out about the league. Um, there are just less and less ways to tell people about athletic I, events. And for us, I, I said this during the interview process. I've, I've probably said it every day since I've been on campus. We have to tell people when we're playing and they have to know our players. And if we can break down that barrier, those barriers of knowing when they play and knowing who's playing, uh, people will um, people will come to the games. And from a student uh, engagement scenario, I'm going to be around. Our athletic staff's going to be around. Uh, Kate Bruce and Matt Crenshaw oh. are going to be so tired of going to events um, that in six months nobody will ask me what our coaches' names are because everybody's going to know them. I'm glad you mentioned Kate Bruce because I know you've been pretty busy this la in your in your first couple of weeks here uh, because uh, her uh, IUPUI just announced uh, that her contract was extended and if I'm not mistaken you just hired a new volleyball coach. We did uh, yes you know I we're we're gonna try to get we're gonna try to keep the news rolling around yeah, here sure. good news all the time yes um, so. Um, how important is, I mean, and, and, and how is it important to have these roles secured um, for the future of the department? Oh, I mean, so, so one, with the transformation, um, you know, we, we have an interim chancellor now. We'll, we'll get a full-time chancellor here at, at some point, which, you know, for, um, for me, for Kate, uh, it, it was really important to show the commitment that we have uh, towards uh, our women's basketball program. Uh, you know, it's a historically successful program and showing recruits that were committed to, to Kate and her staff uh, was really important. Also showing our, our other coaches that were, that were committed to winning. Um, and then from a volleyball standpoint, I mean, Andrew Kroger couldn't be more excited to, to welcome him um, to campus. He'll start here in two weeks, but he was already down in Orlando uh, last week at the tournament, you know, recruiting and doing things he needs to do. Um in this state, and, and, and this will be a record, and guys, I will say this all the time. Historically, we know Indiana's been great at basketball. And in this state, we have to be great at basketball. And there's enough players in this state. There is enough great high school programs that we can recruit and win. But number two now is volleyball. I mean, we have six of the top 100 clubs uh, in the United States are in Indiana. Um, and if you start expanding our border states, which are which are Horizon League uh, uh, states, you have 33 of the top 100. Muncieana up in, uh, in in Muncie, Indiana, they you know four years ago or five years ago in the in the in the women's volleyball oh. final four, three of the four coaches were from Muncie. Um, it's just become a hotbed, and 
we have a great recruiting class coming in and getting Andrew secured, um, you know, right now is so important. He's working now to, to make sure and keep our current players, which I feel confident we will. Um, but it is um, that I see it so much potential for us competing at the top of the rise league and, and, and volleyball. I mean, I, I get excited talking about this campus and sports all the time, but knowing that position's secured, knowing his history, knowing his Midwest connections, uh, it's it's going to be great for us. Luke, I swear, Bob must have sent you like our questions in order because yeah. you're just like you're teeing this up for us. Like you really are a journalist. Once upon a time, you can tell because my literally my next question was going to be outside of basketball. What sport do you believe the university has strong roots and the ability to compete and claim Horizon League championships right away? And it sounds like you're kind of answering that here. Yeah. 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 I am. Well, let me let me hedge let me hedge a little bit though, right? So I so I'm extremely bullish on on volleyball, oh. but. Uh, in, in all our programs, right? There, I, I have told everyone, I don't take this job if I don't think we can win at everything. Uh, I want to be very clear. The, the goal is everyone to win. Uh, and, and there's different constraints in that, right? There's different things to worry about. But um, I, I, would, I, would, I would be mad at myself if I didn't mention uh, Damian Dennis in our swimming and diving program, right? We, yeah. we had somebody yesterday – um, qualify for the 2024 U.S. Uh, U.S. Olympic trials that will be here in Indianapolis. Um, okay. You know the the swimming programs have been historically good, um, and I believe Damien w- is the is the right person to make it that way. Uh, Logan Kelly is is the young man's name who who uh, qualified for the uh, the Olympic trials. Yeah, so, and, you, to me, and yeah. you just had Nicholas Dibley. He just was named the uh, the Cecil uh, the won the Cecil and Coleman Medal of Honor for the Horizon exactly. League. Exactly. Second, second student athlete all time. I appreciate you follow my Twitter. Um, and and uh, yeah, so I mean, our swimming team, our volleyball team, I am extremely bullish. And then, um, gosh, I'm going in now. I'm going into the 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 uh, the the athletic director talk here. Men's soccer team is coming off a great year, uh, right? So I, I think, but I think volleyball to go back and answer the question. There is no reason why we can't be uh, competitive, really competitive in volleyball every year uh, with what we have going on. I have to sure. say, though, because my, my roots is as an Oakland person. So you mentioned the one sport where I, I selfishly don't want your, your school to get a whole lot better, which is swimming and diving, because the, the run that Oakland's been on is just historic. But that 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 swim team and swim and dive team of yours is, is incredible. And if they keep going that they're going to challenge. And that's really cool, but scary at the same time to see, you know, anybody challenging Oakland in the pool. What is what is it? Thirty is it thirty years in a row? Is that what I've heard? Um, I think the women's is thirty, men's is like forty something. It's it's stupid, and I mean that does go back to Summit League and all that, but it's just it's ridiculous. They've they've won in the pool ever ever since Oakland joined, and um, Pete Hovland um just uh, just retired yeah. after an incredible career, but yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So just to see any school within the league ready to compete at that level is is great too. Yeah, I mean, it was like I, if I remember, if I remember correctly, eleven point loss was last year, which, you know, somebody described to me as like a one point loss in basketball. So yeah, uh, yeah, but that's a, that's an amazing run for Oakland. Yeah, so that that is kind of yeah, I mean, the the long running joke since Oakland has joined the Horizon League is which swim team is going to finish second to Oakland. <laughs> this has been a point. Of, I'm a Cleveland State guy, so this has been a point in contention for me for a while. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, uh, as it's been 
recent in re, uh, recent history, um, both the men's and women's basketball teams have been splitting their time uh, between the jungle on campus yep. and Farmers Coliseum. Is this going to be is this going to continue to be the case long term, or will there be a point where a larger on campus venue compared to the jungle would be in the works? Yeah, I you know uh, that that's above my pay grade in some ways. Um, sure. You know, obviously we are. I am 100% focused on on uh, filling the the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and the Jungle. Um, you know, I, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in downtown Indy. Um, you know, as, as, as the as the university makes changes and does things, um, I'll, I'll let I'll let my the higher ups handle that. But um, you know, we we know that we have some great facilities that we're able to prepare and practice in. Um, you know, we we we're working well with the university, but I think for the time being, you know, we we have a few years left in our Coliseum contract and, and it's a great venue for basketball. I'm sure you guys have been there for the championships. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really where we are on that right now. All right. Um, as it stands, obviously, uh, because you are going to still be at Farmers. So one of the things that we ourselves have found the most enjoyable during the season are the day games with the school kids. And I, I'm sure, you know, by now, IUPUI is for the children. Um, do you know how many more of those we get to look forward to next year? Uh, uh, we have a few, um, I, we haven't a hundred percent released our schedule yet, but I, I know there are a couple, uh, on the calendar. We're also, um, uh, I don't think I'm breaking any news with this because we, we've approved, we haven't announced that we will also in the first time, uh, have a corporate luncheon day, uh, with oh, our corporate okay. sponsors, uh, it'll be a day game, uh, right after new year's, uh, where we bring in, um, uh, you know, a lot of the business community, uh, to, to support the team. And then um, we're also um, we have we have a New Year's Eve men's game, which um, we'll be dressing up in our in our best tuxedos and, and formal gear and and uh, watching the game before we ring in the New Year. Like a night game? It's not. It's an afternoon game. Okay. So, you know you just you you know Maybe. you debate. Do you wear the bow tie? Do you not wear the bow tie? But you know it's New Year's Eve. We're gonna throw our tux on and see what happens. There you go. Yeah, I know that uh, there are a few, quite a few Horizon League teams over the years who have um, had games during the day on New Year's Eve. So it looks like you'll be one of them this time. We will. We're, and we're, I mean, we are, I can't explain to you guys how excited I am to be in this role and start talking about games we're going to. And, you know, we're going to turn it into an event. It, it, it Coming to a Jags game, whether it's, it's in the jungle or at the Farmers Coliseum, is going to be an event, and you know when when your guys' teams are here, I hope you come through and check it out because it's it's uh, it's going to be unlike things that we we've, we've been we've done in the past, and it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, great. Um, so I want to talk so, a little bit about uh, something beyond athletics. Um, I understand that you are a uh, a an alumni of Franklin College, and yes. and I did not know this either. Be, but you are the second Franklin College alum to be an IUPUI athletic director. Is that, I, I my, is that my understanding? That's that's 100% correct. Bob Lovell uh, was the first uh, Franklin College athletic or Franklin College graduate of athletic director here on campus. He he was during the NAIA uh, days. Um, if you guys don't know Bob, legendary. I mean, he's our. Yeah, you probably do. He's our he's our play by play guy, but legendary. Um, uh, coach and and he does our high school sports on Friday nights and um, I was I was making calls uh, so, I, so I, I took the job I was still finishing up in my previous 
uh, company who, who was great in the transition, but I, I was driving back, uh, calling alumni, letting them know who I was. And, um, I was, I was talking to a, a, a former athlete, um, who was, who first thing he told me he goes, you're the second Franklin college alumni, uh, to, to have this role. And then it, it was, you know, as the powers to be had had it, Bob called me about 15 minutes later and we had a nice 35, 40 minute conversation about, uh, his time as, as, as the athletic director. And then, um, uh, kind of the, the college at both colleges as a whole. Okay, great. Um, I, I have another Franklin College question for you, um, but I did want to actually get go back to um, when you mentioned uh, corporate sponsors. Um, can you talk about kind of their impact, especially now that we're in the age of, you know, NIL and navigating that landscape? Yeah, so, I mean, I, this isn't about me. Uh, and this will never be about me. This institution will be here uh, uh, long, a long, a long time after I'm gone. And it's about our student athletes. It's about our coaches. And it's about providing them. Uh, obviously, we have the great academic experience, but providing them with a really great Division One experience here on campus uh, or, or in their venues. And in order for us to do that, uh, we have to have the buy-in from the community. And and we have so far. We actually, uh, we, we uh, I, I can't announce who it is, but we inked a new deal this morning uh, that will be announced here soon. And if we can get the buy, th there is nobody uh, that embraces uh, uh, sports like Indi like Indianapolis, right? Amateur sports capital of the world. Sure. And, you know, we want to get our players in front of businesses. We want to get business owners in front of our players. And, yes, we're going to lean into I NIL and, and hope all that stuff happens. But I also look at it from a – uh, a workforce uh, uh, issue, right? We have we have 275 fantastic student athletes that will make great employers or great business owners sure. someday. And uh, this is really a great way to, to help keep kids in Indianapolis and continue to grow uh, the ecosystem here. But it's uh, we've had great support so far. All right, great. Um, now I'm going to jump back into Franklin College. Um, now I understand that you are a part of the radio station. Um, yes. So did you have a uh, very important question? Did you have a go-to music playlist? And if oh. so, what was on it? Well, to, to give you, uh, to give you an idea of how well I did as a DJ, I did it for like a semester before they said, Hey Luke, I think you'd be better uh, as the, as the, as the color commentator for the basketball team. Uh, cause I, cause I spoke too much during the, uh, during the time when the music wasn't going. Um, and, and actually, a small world of this, my, uh, the play-by-play -play man uh, for the Grizzlies, who's still a great friend of mine today, is Matt Taylor, voice of the, of the, of the Colts. Okay. Um, wow. We often joke that if, if our tapes were still around, we, neither of us may have jobs. But, um, but yeah, so I, but I ended every, when I was still doing the radio show, I ended every show with Oasis Wonderwall. Um, okay. I, have, I have no idea why, uh, but that's, that's how we ended the show each week. All right. Well, Oasis Wonderwall. Okay. Um, I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the Gallagher brothers will you know get it together again one day. But <laughs> um, we can only hope. Yeah. Um, uh, one last question that I did have for you. Um, you mentioned um, your love for Indianapolis sports. You mentioned IMS uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, so I have to ask you about the Indy 500. Um, do you get an opportunity to go to the Indy 500 every year? Uh, it, not only do I get the opportunity, we have season or, you know, we have yearly race tickets, um, nice. 
the greatest single day sporting event in the world. I, I will, I will take that battle all the time. I've been lucky enough to go to some really cool sporting events, but there's nothing like the first uh, lap when all 33 cars are coming around. Um, we, our seats are uh, right as you go into turn one. Um, I love it. I, I, I could do, um, and, and Mark Miles has become a mentor of mine. Uh, but I, I could I could go to the Speedway every day. It's it's that old feeling when you used to walk into Yankees old Yankee Stadium or mm-hmm. Fenway Park and and it's you know the the Notre Dame Stadium. The echoes are living. I it's uh where they're in they're in Ohio this week. I mean you give me IndyCar racing on TV. I'm hooked. I'm watching. And it's uh, it's it's the be- it's one of the best places in the world. Is there a particular Indy 500 memory that sticks out for you? Oh man, there's. I know there's it sounds so like I'm making you choose between your children. Well, so I I'll I'll, so I'll tell this one, and and my wife's coming to visit the office here soon, and 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 uh, I have the the best wife who who is uh, who has become a sports fan, uh, who is so supportive in all this. But we have, I am a um, I am a Scott Dixon fan. I I I, I was able to meet Scott. Um, we kind of lived in the same area. Uh, and that's the cool thing about Indy. I was, I was at the mall this weekend and Marcus Erickson was just walking by, right. The Indy 500 champion two years ago. Um, it's, it's not my, my, not my favorite memory of, of, um, of what happened, but a memory I remember my wife has become this big Dixon fan. So two years ago when he was caught speeding, um, on pit road by the, by the 10th of a second, which he was going to win that race. Um, that's up there. Um, the, the first year we came back from the pandemic uh, in 21, um, just driving under uh, the tunnel to come in the speedway will always be rememberable and are memorable. And obviously with Elio winning, um, I'll, I'll never forget the year that, that, uh, that JR crashed coming on the fourth turn and Dan Weldon was able to pick up his win. Um, but I think that's the thing about the 500 is it's, um, there are so many, there are so many moments where you're like, gosh, what year was that? Or I remember this. And, um, every year they'll create such new memories and, and to bring it full circle. Um, I, I could talk about the 500 for, for days and different things and the cool things that we've done. Well, lucky you, I so mean, can I. So, I mean, but this, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> let's not veer too far. This is, this is a rise yeah. around. Well, I was, I, I was going to say, I mean, as, as I look, so if you, if you were to say, Hey, what person would you look at that you want to emulate their style when it comes to being an athletic director? It's Doug Bowles. Doug Bowles. I mean, that, he, he, like, I would, like, this is, you know, this is, uh, I, I'm giving myself far too big of a compliment here, making too big of a comparison. But I want people to say, man, Luke Basso loves doing the IEPUI, IU Indy stuff the way Doug Bowles loves doing the 500 stuff. And if people would say that, I mean, that would be the greatest compliment I could, I could ever get. Um, and that's how passionate we're going to be about Jags athletics around this department. All right. Well, uh, that really, that's going to wrap it up for us, Luke. Uh, so I understand we can, we can find you on Twitter at boss two, three, five, six. Um, I, I see you've a plethora of IUPUI stuff uh, you're posting lately. Yes, yes, that's that's me. We're going to continue to do it. We're uh, we we are going to take the news to the people uh, and make sure everybody knows what's going on here. And in my Instagram account, which is uh, traditionally has not been all that followed, same thing, Boss twenty three fifty six. We're going to do some really cool behind the scenes stuff uh, in our athletic department over the next few. I'm going to keep 
I'm going to keep Ed busy, guys. He's going to be very go. busy as we as we produce content and get things out and about. I'm sure Ed would absolutely appreciate it. Ed, hold away the uh, the SID over at IPY. Who we, I do want to make sure I thank uh, for getting this all set up. Um, and that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, so once again, uh, horizonroundtable.com is where you can find all of our content and all of our past episodes. Uh, as I mentioned before, you can pull us up uh, wherever podcasts are available. And uh, you can pull us up on your Amazon and Google devices. So until next time, thank you all for listening.